Good evening. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today reading Numbers 4 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your word. Your word is a joy to us, Lord. With your word, your son, we want to be passionate about it, Lord. We want to read it. We want you to inspire us. We want you to possess us. We want you to come in, Lord, and make reading scripture fun and I would say entertaining, Lord, but it's to be taken seriously. And, and we're having a conversation with you, as Mark Driscoll said, Lord. You are speaking to us through your word. We're talking to you through prayer, and you're speaking to us through, our, through your word. And we, we've got a cycle, Lord, a conversation going. We are talking to power and energy and life and love. And instead of being drained by the world, because the world is just draining, and people are trying to run on their own resources, why do that? Why do, why do things that way? We are coming, Lord, we are asking for renewal. We are asking for your energy, your power, your presence, your aura, Lord, your indwelling spirit. I mean, I can't imagine anything more powerful than that, Lord. Give us words, give us ideas, give us thoughts, give us silence when we need it, Lord. Help us to read your word, to be excited by it, and to see the patterns in it, and to see, Lord, how that is relevant to us right now. As people living in the end days, as we watch so much turbulence in the world, we will be in the world, but not of, we will be in the world, Lord, but not of the world. We'll be a peculiar people, not to be snobbish, but to be people who have a power and a strength that other people will say to us, where is your power coming from? Where is your peace coming from? Where is the smile on your face coming from? I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. And we will be able to say it's coming from you, the Lord, our God. Thanks, Lord. Amen. Uh, I was just listening to Mr. Pawson there. I absolutely just, he's, he's like my, one of my favorite, you know, preachers, you know, and just, he's talking about Joshua and he's saying, you know, that's, he's saying, if you're reading an Ag Agatha Christie novel, would you just read like, you know, eight sentences? Um, you know, and he says, by the time you get to chapter eight, you wouldn't remember it. He says, no, I don't want you to do that. It's like, you know, you read, he wants to read, you know, he wants people to read a, a, the Bible one book at a time. He says, that's why I'm making these videos. And that's why he's talking about all of these things. And he's talking about Joshua. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's what we do here. You know, I mean, there's another app that I discovered through the word. And I listen to that. They have like a, a Bible where they read the Bible and they also kind of go through every chapter. And it's really great. Much better than what I'm doing. You know, m mine is just um, I just want to read the Bible and I just want people to be excited by it. And there's so many other better commentaries out there, so many other Bible apps that are so much better than just me reading. But you know what? I don't care who you listen to. Just, just listen to the Bible being read. Just read the Bible for yourself. You know, take a joy in it. I'm, I'm, I'm just here to push the Bible. I'm here to promote Jesus. I'm here to promote God. I'm here to promote the Spirit. I'm not here to promote my ideas. I've got ideas. Everybody's got an opinion about the Bible. You know, I, and I always say, you know, this is my hermeneutic, this is my opinion. I want to be respectful of opinions, hermeneutics that I cannot see. You know, as I was telling my cousin-in-law, you know, God is a light. And, you know, you're a green diamond, I'm a purple diamond. And, you know, the light shines through the diamond and reflects a certain light. And, you know, that's how you're made. But, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is living in you. And the fruits of the Spirit are the same for, for, for a true transformed believer. Love, joy, peace, patience. You know, God is growing us up. Anyways, let me read. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Record the names of the members of the clans and families of the Kothite division of the tribe of Levi. List the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. The duties of the 
Kohathites at the temple will relate to the most sacred objects. When the camp moves, Aaron and his sons must enter the tabernacle first to take down the inner curtain and cover the Ark of the Covenant with it. Then they must cover the inner curtain with fine goatskin leather and spread over a single piece of blue cloth. Finally, they must put the carrying poles of the Ark in place. I wonder if they were ever scared when they had to take down the most holy place. I guess they just took the curtains down and dissembled it from the outside. Because I'd be scared. Maybe I'm going to get, you know, killed. But, you know, God is, God knows when they're moving. He's telling them when to move. So he's not going to do anything to them. But, you know, there's still some sacred and reverence around these things that God has blessed and made holy. I would think. Next, next they must spread a blue cloth over the table where the bread of the presence is displayed. Like, what is the presence? Bread of the presence? Is that, is that Jesus or is that God? And a blue cloth. I heard that blue was the color of obedience. And I had a cousin who his favorite color was blue, although we've had many religious fights. And I think he's just off, but he thinks the same about me. And um, I'm just reminded now I've had really a lot of battles with family in the past. And I, I just, I don't, I don't feel an anger towards them. I just wish I could, I just wish I could open up in their mind the freedom that I feel about Jesus. I just wish I could just make them see Jesus in his fullness and they don't have to worry about what some dead lady prophet says or what she says about Saturday is the Sabbath or fearing Sunday is pagan worship and it's the sun God. Like I wish I could just take that fear away from them. And you know what? I can't. I can't. Because in order for that to happen, they have to let the Holy Spirit in. They have to trust God. And he just doesn't want to do that. They're In a way, they're happy to be in fear. They're happy with the truth and the lies that they have been told. They don't want the whole truth. They don't want to go higher for some reason, my cousin. I don't know. So I guess I just got to pray for the dude, honestly, because he's, you know, he was a nice guy. We had, um, I came from a big family growing up, lots of cousins, extended family. I didn't really know that this was going to, was going to be at odds with everybody. But Jesus said so, you know, when you put me first, everybody else's relationship gets reset. And they got a problem with it. And especially, you know, truth, Jesus is truth. And, you know, truth tells you what you are, not what you want to be or what you, or the way you think things should be. And unfortunately, the religion we came from is the way things, they think things should be because of what some other person said, not Jesus. And anyways, the bread is displayed and on the cloth, they will place the bowls, pans, jars, pitchers, and the special bread. They must spread a scarlet cloth over all of this and finally, a covering of the fine goatskin leather on top of the scarlet cloth. Then they must insert the carrying poles into the table. Next, they must cover the lampstand with a blue cloth, along with its lamps, lamp snuffers, trays, and special jars of olive oil. Then they must cover the lampstand and its accessories with fine goatskin leather and place the bundle in a carrying frame. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the gold incense altar and cover this cloth with fine goatskin leather. Then they must attach the carrying poles to the altar. They must take all the remaining furnishings of the sanctuary and wrap them in a blue cloth, cover them with fine goatskin leather, and place them on the carrying frame. They must remove the ashes from the altar for sacrifices and cover the altar with a purple cloth. All the altar utensils, the fire pans, meat forks, shovels, basins, and all the containers must be placed on the cloth, and a covering of fine goatskin leather must be spread over them. Finally, they must put the carrying poles in place. The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the sacred articles. The Kohathites will come and carry these things to the next destination. 
but they must not touch the sacred objects or they will die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohathites must carry. I don't really understand everything that I've read. Like, I wish I'd, I had a picture, you know, that would be really good. But obviously, there, there's a lot of things to be done. There's duties. And I think that when you're a Christian, you know, you go to church and, you know, I, I mean, I went to church at the beginning and sat there and listened to the sermon. And then gradually, you know, people started to approach me. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? You know, I started greeting people at the door, you know. It's like, okay, you're a deacon. You're kind of doing deacony things. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, you got to do some duties. You got to serve, right? And then maybe, you know, I, I said to the Lord, you know, Lord, you know what? I'm not really excited about this, but maybe you need to help me be excited. Please help me be excited. Put it to you that way. Your, your grace be done. Your will be done. But just help me to be excited because I think I should be. You know, it's not, it's not like you go to church and somebody else has to do all the work. That's not really fair. So these are the things from the tabernacle the Kohathites must carry. And I know this, I, this name, these, I don't know um, if it's the same name um, or I just heard the date that we had for Jesus coming back. You know, this guy, William Miller, was this Baptist guy and he started setting these dates. And, you know, uh, that's, how, that's how my former denomination was formed, around this date. And it was like some date, the date of atonement. And I don't know if it was their date or whatever. And they arrived at this, you know, October 22, 1844 thing. You know, absolute silliness. You know, it's like there's no dates, there's no seasons, no diet. You know, that's that's what it says in the New Testament. We don't know the time and the hour when, when Jesus is coming back. He didn't even know. Although, you know, and even Driscoll was saying there's a lot of weird people that say, um, I know the date now when Jesus is coming back. And he says, no, you don't. Uh, you're just being weird. And everybody laughs. But I think I do kind of have an idea. I think it's just going to be the human race is just going to go extinct. We're just about to extinctify ourselves. I mean, a girl said in a video, she says, you know, um, if, if you're just going to blame men for everything. This is a woman talking, okay, not a believer. If you're going to just blame men for everything that's going wrong in society, you're just going to jumpstart the extinction of the human race. <laughs> that's what she said, right? That's what she said in a video. And she was kind of half joking, but it's kind of true. And it's all kind of crumbling, you know, relationships and, and uh, the money thing and, and, and society just like the aggression and the war and all the nations and like America get, got rid of its Speaker of the House. Like, I'm sorry, I don't really follow. I like American politics. It's really pretty, pretty exciting stuff. I mean, in Canada, we got some Speaker guy because some other guy uh, glorified some criminal. So they fired, they fired him as the Speaker and then they got some other dude as the Speaker. So we got our Speaker. In America, they fired the speaker, and it's never been done before. And I thought the speaker of the house, this Kevin McCarthy guy, he's like third in, in line to the presidency. So if something happened, you know, God forbid to the president, God forbid to the vice president, then the speaker of the house is the guy who becomes the president, right? And that's never happened. So even within nations like America, Canada, you know, North America, there's a lot of turbulence. Like to me, to me, it's a lot of disconnect. It's a lot of people talking, shouting, screaming, uh, who talk at each other but can't talk to each other. And instead of acting like two ears and one mouth, they act like they have 50,000 mouths and no ears to listen. And the Bible says to be slow to anger, slow to speak, um, quick to listen, uh, slow to wrath, something like that. And it seems to me that uh, that's the godly way and the demonic, the devil way is the other way. Just being impatient, just shooting from the hip, whatever comes out of your mouth, 
Um, we don't care about the consequences, you know. And and I do talk a lot. I know, and I think to myself, did I could I said it better? Uh, could I have been more tactful? Um, should I have said that? Is that something that needed to be said? You know, there are some people who know exactly what to say and exactly when to say it and exactly what not to say and what not to reveal. I just wish I was one of those people. But, you know, there's just a lot of disconnect going on. But what I was trying, what I was trying to say, what was I trying to say? What I was trying to say is just, I think that the human race is just going to keep on hatcheting itself and acting as its worst enemy and and it's gonna and then just when we're about to do something very bad to the planet or to each other or whatever or the nations i think that's when jesus is going to show up because he's going to show up and he's going to say okay stop stop time out stop what you're doing and that's when he's going to come in revelation 1 verse 7 and a lot of people are going to be shocked because it says the nations of the earth will mourn. These are all distractions on this planet, all distractions. Look, lift up your head, for your redemption draweth nigh. Eliezer, son of Aaron, the priest, will be responsible for the oil of the lampstand, the fragrant incense, the daily grain offerings, and the anointing oil. In fact, Eliezer will be responsible for the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including the sanctuary and its furnish furnishings. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, do not let the Kohathite clans be destroyed from among the Levites. So these guys, I forgot, they were they were part of the priests. They were special um, part of the Levite priests, right? This is what you must do so they will live and not die when they approach the most sacred objects. Aaron and his sons must always go in with them and assign a specific duty or load to each person. The Kohathites must never enter the sanctuary to look at the sacred objects for even a moment or they will die. Wow. Like, that's really... I'd be scared to do this. I'd be really scared. It's like, Lord, am I holy enough? Am I consecrated enough? Did I read the Bible enough? Did I pray to you enough in the morning? Because I really don't want to die on the job. You know? So, and, and I think it's just, again, what Mr. Pawson was saying about just there should be a, really, a, a, you know, an organization, a cleanliness in church a respect, a, a pristine, an attention to details, and just being very casual before God and casual about God, I don't think it's going to fly too well. You know, God knows what you know and what you can know. And I think to, to know God and to know Jesus is to be very, very respectful of God. I mean, you know, the president comes somewhere, whatever, everybody's got a suit on. Everybody looks their best, right? A lady said, we don't care. There's a guy that comes to church. He's got the same shirt, the same pants. And then the other lady said, but okay, but at least he's clean. At least there's attention to hygiene and detail. And I think we have to have that attention to detail, attention to hygiene. Just being sloppy around God, I don't think it's a good idea. God will clean you up. But uh, hey, you know what? I'm not judging. I'm just evaluating. Duties of the... Gershonite clan. All the Lord and the Lord said to Moses, record the names of the members of clans and families of the Gershonite division or the of the tribe of Levi. So I think that was, wasn't that one of Moses' sons? List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. These Gershonite clans will be responsible for general service and carrying loads. They must carry the curtains of the tabernacle 
um, the tabernacle itself with its coverings, the outer coverings of the fine goatskin leather, and the curtain for the tabernacle entrance. They are also to carry the curtains for the courtyard walls that surround the tabernacle and altar, the curtain across the courtyard entrance, the ropes and all the equipment related to their use. The Gershonites are responsible for all these items. Aaron and his sons will direct the Gershonites regarding all their duties, whether it involves moving the equipment or doing other work. They must assign the Gershonites responsibility for the loads they are to carry. So these are the duties assigned to the Gershonite clans at the tabernacle. They will be directly responsible to Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. So there's duties. And I think we're going to have duties in heaven. You're not just going to sit around as somebody said, play a harp. Not going to happen. There's going to be things for you to do. There's responsibilities. I believe this. I mean, we got to have it, right? Or otherwise you'll just be bored. Sure, there'll be pleasure. Sure, sure. You won't be burnt out. You won't be depressed. You won't be depressed. You won't be that tired. I don't know if we need to sleep in heaven or not. Sometimes taking a nap feels pretty cool, but I really have no idea. I have no idea of the nights. I have no idea of the seasons. I just know we'll be immortal and we'll never be tired and we'll never be achy and we'll never have stiff joints because, because God is eternal and perfect. And so will we, we won't ever have the, the consequences of sin to deal with. It says, record the names of the clans and families of the Maronite division of the tribe of Levi. Maronite, it's hard to pronounce these names. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. Their only duty at the tabernacle will be to carry loads. They will carry the frames of the tabernacle, the crossbars, the posts and the bases. Also the posts for the courtyard walls with their bases, pegs and ropes, and all the accessories and everything else related to their use. Assign the various loads to each man by name. So these are the duties of the Merorite clans at the tabernacle. They are directly responsible to Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. I mean, there's organization there. There's hierarchy there. There's a definite, it's almost like a hive. And you got the queen, you know, you got the workers, which in this case are the dudes, right? And, you know, they're doing stuff and God's laying out for them duties. And they had to work in Egypt, Okay, they had to work in Egypt, but in Egypt, they had no autonomy. They had no rights. They were not respected. They were bugs to be crushed and stepped on when Pharaoh felt. And so God is now taking them over. And would, are they just, would some of them be lazy um, or would they just sit around and do nothing? You know, the devil finds work for idle hands to do. And so everybody needs to work. Everybody needs purpose. My mother used to say, you know, when my dad his um you know my dad had his own business and he retired and then she said your father can't stay in the house he's going to drive me crazy he has to get out of the house he has to work men have to do something purposeful intentional in their lives even when they retire i, I would say women do too you can't just sit around and do what you know what i mean everybody's got something they want to do even if it's going for a walk you know my uncle is my dad's brother and he's younger than my dad but he's way out of shape he's kind of given up I, you know, he just doesn't go out. He doesn't go for a walk. He doesn't, he doesn't care. But I guess the, because he's got those genetics, you know, he's got really, I mean, my, you know, my dad, my uncle, they're from J Jamaica, man. These guys are like, they're indestructible, okay? Uh, these people are like, they, they live for like in the 90s. My, my aunt is like 95, 96 years old. My dad is 93, walking around, traveling, going to the gym. I haven't seen my uncle for a while. He's quite a story, but... You know, I mean, he weighed about 400 pounds, I think, the last time I saw him. But he didn't go for walks, though. He didn't want to walk. But you got to walk. You got you to gotta have a purpose in your life. 
you lose your purpose, what are you good for? And with God, your purpose never ends because you never, you never really retire. You never die. You just may close your eyes in death. But as the lady said, when your eyes open again, you're going to see Jesus. You're going to see Jesus. When your eyes open again, you're going to see your king. You're never going to die. You may have a little time out. You may not have the body for a little bit of time out, but that's a temporary cessation of service of, of the body working. You get a new body. Then it's lights on, not lights out. It's lights on. And you're, do, you're doing stuff. Okay, we got duties. It's character building. That's why we're doing what we're doing here. I know I'm speculating, but you know what? People got to know. You know, it's not a pipe dream. Jesus didn't come all this way to die to give us salvation just, just to do nothing for all eternity, just sit around and watch each other. There's stuff to do. Verse 20, verse 33, verse 23, sorry. Ah, verse 33, these numbers are so small. So these are the duties of the Merorite clans of the tabernacle. They are directly responsible to Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Yeah, no more glasses in, in heaven, okay? I'll be able to read without these silly glasses on my face. Summary of the registration. So Moses, Aaron, and the other leaders of the community listed the members of the Kohathite division by their clans and families. I like that, clans and families. We're all part of families. Some people have good families, some people have not so good families. You know, you've been dealt a deck of cards that, that you had no control over, you know. But you know what? You're part of the family of God. You are part of a big family and your father, our father. It's about connections. Brothers and sisters in the Lord. You're closer to some brothers and sisters in this life, but you're still part of a family. This family never goes away. You know, there may be some people in your family you're fighting. Well, as Joe Osteen said, love them from afar. But there's still people in your church. Try to get along. The list included all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who are eligible for service in the tabernacle, and the total number came to 2,750. So this was the total of all those from the Kohathite clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Sorry for the squeaky sound, that's my chair. The Gershonite division was also listed by its clans and families. The list included all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle, and the total number came to 2,630. So this was the total of all those from the Gershonite clans who were eligible to serve in the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded. So there's definitely records here. There's lists. There's a hierarchy. There's a chain of command. You need to be organized, right? Organized religion. I, I'm just kind of disorganized sometimes. I always start out really good. I just kind of pray now. I just pray at work. I just pray when I don't know what's going on. I just pray for strength. I just say, Lord Jeremiah 33, 3, you, you showed me that verse. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. God will help you do your part through the Holy Spirit and he'll do the rest. The Merorite division was also listed by its clans and families. The list included all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle. And the total number came to 3,200. So this was the total of all those from the Merorite clans who were eligible for service. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. We're all eligible for some service. Everybody's got something the Lord wants them to do. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel listed all the Levites by their clans and families. All the men between 30 and 50 years of age who are eligible for service 
in the tabernacle and for its transportation. It's not an easy task, I think. Numbered 8,580, when their names were recorded as the Lord had commanded through Moses, each man was assigned his task and told what to carry, and so the registration was completed just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Everybody was part of uh, the body uh, of organization, and we're part of the body of Christ. We all have our duties. We all have our assigned talents. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. God gives us talent, whether it's one talent, five talents, ten talents, or a million talents. God will find out where your niche is if you don't know. I believe that. I really do. Thanks for listening. I hope you weren't too bored. God bless everybody. See you around. Thank you.